It looks like someone went crazy with a glue gun in there. Unending showers of meat. Broadcasting from the Penny Arcade Expo in Seattle, Washington. Ask for Christian charity, please, sir. I'm a cripple. I have the mung. I've got leprosy. Pax Prime. Some so. douche came up to me, fake coughed on me, which is real coughing if you didn't know, <laughs> and told me I was infected. I almost got kicked out of the con because I wanted to throw him down an escalator. Packs coverage by geeks just like you. It's going to have goop on it of some kind. Somebody at some point has sneezed or wiped their nose or coughed into their hand or scratched their balls and then touched that controller. Welcome to the Geekhorrific.com Casts. Hey, did you know in Australia they actually sell kangaroo satchels as souvenirs, as nice. carrying bags? <laughs> God, really? I mean, yes. That's awesome. That's I feel like you have to beat a kangaroo in hand-to-hand combat no, to earn that. No, no, no. no. So, okay, things things learned at PAX Australia. Yes, exactly. oh, I learned a shit ton of PAX Australia. Pax. The national sport of Australia is trolling people. <laughs> oh, shit. They, have, a they have an elaborate hoax called a drop bear. A drop yeah, bear? A drop bear. So you've heard of drop bears. Like, if you go to the government web pages, they actually have a page about drop bears, a mythical beast that does That's not amazing. exist. <laughs> and the it, the legend grows, and there's these they're drop bears, drop and they, bear. they're in the trees, and they'll drop on you and kill you it's with like their double-thumbed claws. A drop bear. That's awesome. <laughs> it's, it, yeah, like... Do a Google search for drop bear, and and, and everyone no one, called no one will admit they're fake. No one will admit they're fake. <laughs> I love it. Oh god! And they will the troll you the as, as long as they can get away ever. with it. That's awesome. That's their version and of chupacabra. The so when, for, I, yeah. when we go to Australia, we say, I don't know. I know. No, yeah, no. <laughs> so, I, I know. So when they told me about the nutsack souvenir, I thought they were joking, and no. No. It's well, I mean, think about how. Think about how awesome that is because it's all—it's pre-shaped for the product, right? It is it, actually it's really be, good at holding your dice. It's going to be very—it's going to be nice and supple. They don't need to use hardly any like manufacturing. Like that's an amazing well, I mean, product. It, it is like leather. It's not like they just hacked it off. It's fresh. No, clearly, <laughs> I, okay. <laughs> but I understand they like have a to. Solid, like with <laughs> yeah, who's in, in charge of tanning kind of the kangaroo ball sacks? Yes, to dangle for your tangle, mate. I will say that brings a new meaning right. to the term coin purse. Hi, welcome to the podcast. My name is Jeff. I'm your special guest talking about kangaroo nut sacks today. <laughs> That's a key key item at PAX. Welcome, everybody, to the geekerific.com <laughs> PAX cast from PAX Prime 2013 in Seattle, Washington. Now known as uh, the volleyball cast. <laughs> we, are, uh, we are in the same place that we're always in. We're in the ho- hotel lobby bar from the Sheraton across the street from the convention center. We are, how do we not get media badges? Uh, that's pr- that's going to happen in the future, yeah, I think. I think it's because we, we do a lot of zero control over that part of it. We know, like we like know Jeff. I know. We are only doing one podcast from the show this year because as much as as much fun as it could sometimes be to do three shows from the uh, from PAX it was becoming a grind and we started repeating ourselves a lot and it required a lot of editing and fuck that we actually want to talk about stuff and have it be fresh for one day relevant um, issues like kangaroo ball sacks exactly. we've got and a topical. Yeah. topical we've got a humongous <laughs> crew they put a topical on it <laughs> yeah. that's how they numb them to cut them off <laughs> 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 we've got a humongous 
screw with us today. I think do that with sheep or chickens or something too. <laughs> Starting with I James was, Dykes. I was starting to interrupt you. If you have time, a kangaroo you know ball sack, you've defeated a kangaroo in one v one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing introductions. All right. Shush for a minute. Introduce James Dykes. Hello. Christina so Matthews, my wife, Christina. I know, I'm never really on the shows. On I'm the sh- here. Yeah. Uh, Ann Bean. Hello. Mike DiPetrello. Hi. Eddie Isaac. <laughs> hey, you know. <laughs> I am Luke I am. Matthews. <laughs> I, I introduced myself ahead of the time. <laughs> and, our, and our annual meeting with uh, Jeff Callis, Hold our on, special guest. Our annual This is meeting. our... F- Fourth set of podcasts fourth, fourth from PAX, fourth, I think. Is my fourth anniversary with you guys? 10, 11, fourth, 12. Yeah, fourth, we, annual, fourth annual train wreck here the at the Sheridan. Anniversary. <laughs> I, I would have to look, but gift I'm, I'm for sure. our anniversary. I can't believe it's Well, it's, it's an annual thing, and you never do, so right. it's not. What, which anniversary is the fourth anniversary? The train wreck uh, anniversary. Uh, clearly. Uh, clearly. Uh, uh, the pin anniversary. The lubricant anniversary. lubricant. It took you four years to Call back. Good comedy right there, folks. This show has zero structure, and the beautiful thing None. about it is with with seven people recording on this show, I'm sure that we will never be at a loss for things to Chaos say. Chaos will ensue. Uh, yeah. So um, you should edit the podcast so that before anyone speaks, you just say their name really quickly. <laughs> so people, <laughs> listeners will know. Eddie. <laughs> Eddie. Go. Uh, Everyone needs to affect a celebrity impersonation so they can tell who's who. <laughs> This is this is the first year that Penny Arcade Expo has been is a four day event. Uh, in yeah, um, we start it's, it event started on Friday. It is Memorial Day week. It's not yeah. Labor Day, right? It's Memorial Day, Day, Day weekend. Day. Memorial, Day. Memorial, Day. Memorial, Day. Day. Memorial Day weekend. Memorial Day weekend. Memorial Day is now in September. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Memorializing <laughs> our labor. So, <laughs> it's a four day weekend. Uh, oh, Monday like Monday is a day off. So Pax just Thank decided, God. fuck it, let's fill it with something. That's um, not what happened at all. It's and I, what well, was the mindset that you, maybe you'd be able to get more people into the show? That was the mindset. That and was we to help alleviate demand. And, then, and they sold How out faster than they have any year. Ever, ever. I just it, 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 and it goes back to some. It, it, there will always be more people that want to go than can attain. A part oh, of that yeah. is because we try to keep the cost of the tickets so low. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we could which is we could increase the price of the tickets, but we don't want to no. do that to everybody. Everything um, else around PAX yeah. is so expensive that having the tickets yeah. cheap is awesome. Yeah. Like yeah, the food, yeah, yeah. So the hotels, everything else is You know, I, I don't know. Unless we lobby the government to increase the holidays to, you know, another, <laughs> another five days. Or, or if we can convince the Washington State Convention Center to build a, another floor. I nice. said I said on Twitter, you guys should just make it a week-long event and limit people to buying a maximum of three days' yeah. worth of badges. Yeah. Who knows, huh. who knows yeah. what yeah. the future holds? Yeah. I... And Thank then, God I am not involved in that decision process because I would not want that responsibility. And then, the, what are there? Are there 18 people that work at Penny Arcade? Uh, it's like Hold on. 16? 13 full-time employees. 13 full-time employees, and every single person that would have to run a booth for seven-plus days would find your offices and raise them <laughs> to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There is no... Well, I don't want to say. I don't Burn know, them to the ground. There is a the, lot the of overhead. human centipede would happen. One can imagine. Yeah, there, there, yeah, there are, there's a lot of overhead in cons. <laughs> I'll just say that much. So have I, you gotten I, a... Ch- uh, I'm gonna have, have the unpopular opinion of saying that the price for the ticket should be double, at least. And I know that's counter. That's completely counter to what everybody is saying at Penny Arcade. And the reason for that is it's clear that the market value is much higher. Yes. And I know this is such a sore point, but it's like I I personally 
I mean, this is a very important event. I, w- I would rather give Penny Arcade the $80 a ticket than some jerkbag scalper. Yeah. yeah. How do you think and that's raising thing. prices would affect the scalping situation? I mean, uh, we do everything we can it, it to stop would, those scalpers. Like, it, yeah. So I'm really amazed how they're able to get passes because we actually go through and you can't order more than four passes at a time on the site. And if we do see orders all going to the same address or all under the same credit card, we cancel those orders. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So and it was other legitimate buyers are buying smaller amounts and selling them to the scalpers, yeah. I guess. I don't know how they're yes. doing this. I think that's I, how that's I, working. So I witnessed a PAX attendee helping out a scalper by saying people are selling tickets in a place. And it took a lot for me not to induce violence. <laughs> I, I, and I, I could have easily just... Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I would have... There was a yeah, scalper out front. I don't remember who told me this. There, there was a scalper a lot, out front w- telling me that somebody told me that there was a scalper out front that sold a single day Sunday pass for one hundred and twenty dollars today. What? Oh, good actually God. sold oh it. God. Like somebody so actually sad. bought oh. it and walked oh. in the door. Wow. Uh, there was I, a guy who was. Uh, he's like, "You have extra tickets?" My friend was like, "Yeah, I have extra tickets," and he was like, ten dollars a piece." And I was like, "I wanted to punch him in the throat." Yeah, like I don't vigilante justice. You know, and, and it's just it is legal here in Seattle. I don't know if. I yeah, know some legal. of you go to lots of sporting oh, events. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the same people. You see the oh, same oh, folks. Yeah. Like, I recognize how they make their living. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they get so pissed when you try and take pictures of them, too. It's so I funny. Remember ta- I remember a time when it wasn't legal in Seattle to scalp tickets. Yeah. I, it's you just start kicking them in the nuts from the back. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually avoid that corner where they all hang out. Because yeah. I just... I, if I see it, I get mad, and I don't want PAX to make me mad. Yeah. So I go, I go around on the other side of the block and enter the convention yeah. center from the other side. So to get onto a subject that doesn't okay, actually piss you. people off, uh, how's Felatio? How's everybody? How's everybody? <laughs> Every, everybody is boobs. <laughs> we can talk about boobs. I certainly hope it's always a pleasant topic. Felatio. Yeah, I could. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm distracted. Felatio, <laughs> boobs. Right, we, we lost the yeah. captain yeah. of the Starship <laughs> podcast. <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway, um, have you gotten? Uh, you usually don't have much opportunity to do a damn thing at this show. Is uh, it any different this year? It, it's getting better. It's getting yeah. better. It's um, uh, so since Rain Slick three and four have done are done, mm-hmm. um, I don't have booth duty where I'm selling the game that we've created and released. Um, so that's nice. That's freed me up a little bit. Uh, primes are crazy because we do the live D and D panel, and I am. A basket case until that panel is done. Yes, yeah. um, they need more people working. Now, now that panel's done today, it was actually really smooth. I just had one big thing. I've been out just talking to attendees, and yeah, that was on Saturday. And you have two full days of the know, con to go, it, right? So this is. I woke up this morning, and my body was prepared for this to be the last day of PAX. It's really <laughs> weird. Oh no! Just psychologically, I'm like, oh, oh wait, it's Sunday. It's Fifty percent antibodies also have to be like. Paxbox, 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 Monday. All right, work and relax. No, 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 sir. You can't relax. Constant vigilance. Well, I go back to the hotel room and actually just submerse myself in Purell (laughs) (laughs) every night. That's different. It's been a regular thing. <laughs> I'm thinking of the movie The Andromeda Strain, <laughs> where they go down and like have the outer layer of their skin removed. Yeah, I was about this close to pitching a, a game design at the pitch pitch a game design panel about uh, the 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 uh, sumo 
disease pad disease we've bags. Had similar pitches. Oh, the plug uh, bags. We've had we've the had lots bag. of I figure I Dr. figured Mario esque jokes about Pax Paul. Yeah, mine was gonna be mine was gonna be a pandemic style uh, cooperative game where if you if you touch the if you touch any of the bags, meaning if you participate in the game, you just automatically lose. I, I, I think you should just you're on your high note. You won last year. Yeah, I know. That's why I didn't. <laughs> just like, that is why I did it, not. Done. That is why I did not get up and pitch it because I was just like, you know what, I'm fine. Don't besmirch the, the legacy, right? The question. Right? The question this year, I think James posed was, would you rather? Lay on the floor of a bathroom, or lay, or, or lay on those bags. <laughs> and so my 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 answer was, well, wait, is my face going to have to touch the floor? And he's like, no, 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 you can lean up against the wall. And I was like, up oh, the bathroom, winner. <laughs> there we go, the bathroom. And I think the comeback was because at least you know it's been on the, the floor. The bathroom. Been on the floor of the bathroom. Exactly. I mean, you know it's been in those sumo bags. Everything. Gamer, <laughs> everything. Gamer, gamer, something. Gamer, 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 gamer DNA, ST, STD. Look how Jeff's face is fucking clapping. <laughs> Like, I can't ear, talk about this. I ear, can't talk. Ear, I can't talk. I can't talk about this. I, talk about this. I love all of our Probably attendees. <laughs> we are very thankful that they come and to our all show. Of their fluids. Yes, they and, come. And that's for sure. You know, all their if they want to use the lounge relaxation areas, <laughs> that is why we create them. There's probably Thank some you for coming. Do the enforcers still get those There's at gonna, the end of the con? I don't know what happens to them anymore. How much do you pay the people that have to collect those bags at the end of the con? We used to go to the enforcers. Is that true? We used to put them up for like you know people could take home, but I have no idea. I'm sure at some point Mm. a life form is going to spring (laughs) from those bags and speak. I think you got the imagination of gamers working on this one now. Everything gets gamified. Yeah, but then when it when it defrosts, it's all going to come back. I don't think so. I think it's just going to hibernate. That's like the thing. Yeah, it's really like the thing. Exactly. You can freeze it. You just can't kill it no matter what you do. Yeah, it'll evolve yeah, into something evolve. else. Put it in the vacuum at the end of the even worse see, at, the, at the end of the show, you'll be collecting up all those bags, and you'll see one that'll have a gamer laying on it. And it's not like he's dead or asleep. It's actually just the morphed, like shape shifting form of yeah. that particular <laughs> bag <laughs> is learned to hide amongst yeah, the, amongst yeah. the bags. Oh. <laughs> what does everybody. What, so, okay. Like it emerges from the bags and just. Do you pack? Yeah. <laughs> my mommy. Do you street pass? Yeah, that would, that, that's exactly what it would be. Oh, that's right. that's awesome. oh God. I love street, street pass. pass. I've had so much fun with that. <laughs> you know, bless and fuck Nintendo at the same time for making all those new street pass games. Because my street pass used to be, okay, I'm going to fight the guy and I'm going to get the puzzle pieces. And now I get 10 Miis and I'm like, I can't let these go to waste. <laughs> and it takes me a goddamn hour to play every single new game. Oh my gosh. I, I love it and hate uh, it with a passion. I'm, yeah, that's why I'm not buying those. I, yeah. well, They're first awesome. Of all, I, uh, oh my god. That's what a lot of people say, but I'm just not really the, the It takes me enough time just to get puzzle Tetris pieces. RPG Ghost hunting. It's awesome. Oh, I'm so <laughs> glad I don't own a 3DS XL now. Oh, like, God. Is there a Tetris RPG? I might, I might just disappear. It's awesome. It's fantastic. Awesome. I love it. I love it. I'm so, what is, so It's much blocks time. throwing numbers to other blocks. Okay. <laughs> so... So we've all had else. we've we've had we've all had time to wander around the show. Maybe not Jeff, but no, uh, yeah, um, I want to hear what everyone what favorites memories. I I, 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 I do want to keep this positive. So let's all go right. around the table and find out what everybody's like the best thing you've seen so far. What is it, James? Uh, I have not spent a bunch of time in the in the actual expo hall. I was planning on doing that tomorrow when like there should be less people here. Okay. Um, I had a lot of fun at the magic party last night. 
uh, Wizards of the Coast puts on uh, a fairly good show, although they're getting cheaper and cheaper every time. No, no drink tickets <laughs> no, this year. Really? Strange. Yeah, yeah weird. it's weird. Um, and I also went to the the world building panel they put on for for the new set. Okay. Um, and other than that, like it, it's been pretty low key. I, I'm coming into this kind of gimpy and injured, and not wanting to wander the halls quite as much as I normally would. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, yeah. What about you, Christina? Uh, well, a couple games I already knew that we were we pre-ordered and I was prepared to look at. But um, I think the one that I wasn't prepared for was the sequel to A Link to the Past, A Link Between Worlds, that I am so excited for. I cannot wait to own that and play it because A Link to the Past okay. was my favorite Zelda game. Indeed. It was my favorite Zelda Ooh, game as well. It's the best. Yes. We'll compete for who completes it first. <laughs> I don't, you got to get a DS. I don't have a DS. <laughs> I will. Then I, 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 winner. I, don't, I think so. I don't, I, <laughs> sorry, I don't, I don't DS around. Oh, so, when <laughs> that, so when does that game come out and when will I be purchasing a 3DS? Uh, it comes out in November. Or a 2DS. Uh, I don't remember a specific day. I'm not, not actually purchasing a 2DS. That's, that was God. just a joke. <laughs> well, I'll get one used when I need a doorstop. <laughs> a nice little wedge. <laughs> I will buy a day one. Uh, why? I will pre-order Because it. my son. For a child, yes. The target the market. For 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 my son. Yes. And, and the thing is, is I, I turned the 3DS on his, th- on his DS because I turned the 3D off. Um, not because I care what it does to his eyesight, because... I know that if he has access to the Switch, um, at some point he's going to be, Daddy, I can't, you know, he's turned it wrong way or something. He can't quite see it. He doesn't quite understand what's going on. So it just, it allows him to play the 3DS games that he likes, Skylanders. uh, (laughs) The the one game. On on something where I don't have to worry about it. And that's, so, yes. Fair. That's actually the first person I've, I've talked to that actually was the target market for this device because every time I see every time I see it like I'm clearly not the target market and most of the people that I know are not the target market and they can say that it's a kids thing all they want but that doesn't make it true this and now that I see I gave him a DSi he broke the hinge <laughs> I gave him a 3DS he broke the hinge <laughs> I sent a theme and this is the uh, yeah, the I next one pattern and, and, and he's old enough to play, but he's not old enough to realize if I leave it on the floor and step on it, it's going it to break. It breaks the hinge. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, well, if, he, if so. you leave it on the floor and step on it, the 2DS might still break. It might, but <laughs> it, lo- it looks a little bit more durable. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's that that will be so he can still play his Skylanders or his Phineas and Ferber, whatever the new 3DS game is that he wants to play. So anyway, I didn't mean to co-op that. Oh, no worries. So Link, to, Link Between Worlds, but you said Link two games. Link Between Worlds. Uh, no, no, no. I was saying there were already games that we'd pre-ordered. That was the new one oh, that I yeah. didn't know about. But then yeah. also Street Passing All Weekend has been a fucking blast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've had your nose in that 3DS yeah, yeah. Every, every waking moment. Every time I go moment. by the second or third floor, which is where everyone with their DS is, I'm constantly like, oh, Street Pass, Street Pass, Street Pass. Well, what, what is it in the... It's you don't kind of have all the games. Do you have all the extra I games? I don't. I don't have any of the games. So all, all you're doing is collecting puzzle pieces? Puzzle pieces. And find me. 14. I finished, I, there were 14 new puzzles that I needed puzzle pieces for. I finished for. all my puzzles in Australia, and I got back, and they released the Mario and Luigi Dreamland one. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so this one, I finally, like, the first day I said, <laughs> I'm not ending, I'm not going to sleep until I finish this last puzzle. <laughs> so I've got them all now, but... It's crazy. It's it, there's Those are such simplistic, ridiculous little mini-games, and yet, even me, like, Hardcore gamer galore is just like wandering around with my 3ds, like uh, puzzle pieces. And there are trophies. Gamers like collectibles. Trophies. Oh. Trophies. Oh. Oh, oh. 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 Yeah. 
So, Anne, what about you? Because we haven't actually talked to you guys at all. At all. Weekend, so. We've been mysterious. Hi. Mysteries. Um, <laughs> I, Isn't that They Might Be Giant song? Uh, that's <laughs> the name of the show on Invader Zim, Mysterious Mysteries of nice. Mystery. Um, <laughs> nice. But uh, so secretly, Strip Search has been the thing I've been most legit excited about for the entire PAX. Um, yesterday, I went and talked to a bunch of the artists and hung out with them at their tables. Who and was is only your mildly favorite creepy. strip search artist? Um, it's hard to say, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew about Erica before strip search, so I'm a big fan of hers. Uh, I really appreciate Abby. <laughs> she, I like. I was totally like, Ugh, I don't know, she's kind of sucky at the beginning, and then oh. I was like, oh wait, here's our things. Oh my god, yeah. she's my favorite. She won a lot of people over. Yep. I She's mean, I want a cat sewn to my junk now because of that comment. <laughs> <laughs> She's a total sicko, and it's awesome. Yep. I really think she's the next generation Yonan Vasquez. Like, she's fucking brilliant. Yeah. Um, I want her said, and Ty to host a YouTube show. Yes. <laughs> Holy shit. That would be great. <laughs> uh, the Ty rambles at the Strip Search panel were epic. So fun. <laughs> so good. Um I like the short stories that Nick does. Mm. And I don't know how many people have, like, checked them out because they're not big, epic, ongoing series. But I write short stories that are comics, and I appreciate the form. And gotcha. I think I think Brothers in particular, like like I told Nick in a derpy fangirlish way, like, shows what webcomics can do that paper comics cannot. Like, if anyone needs a reason for webcomics to exist, that is one of them. Gotcha. Also, the panel was really epic and had all the feels, There's all of them. So many feels. So many feels. <laughs> I don't know if your listeners know what strip searches or care. But I'm sure plenty of them yeah, do. Yeah, I have yeah. never watched it, yeah. uh, but I know, like Anne talks about it all the time, um, and you several like other people, it. several other people that I know that have have talked about it. And someday I'll go back and actually just watch. I mean, I've, are they available? It's not somewhere? your typical reality show. No, so I sure. hate reality shows. Is there going to be another great. season? Hey, I, we don't know. Yeah. It's a mysterious. Are we going to have a Kickstarter to make another season? Kickstarter. <laughs> hey, it worked. I am not authorized to comment. How much money will Ann Bean contribute to a Kickstarter for another season? <laughs> it depends if Abby reads the story. Because I totally pitched. Would you totally apply? No, I, I don't draw. You don't draw? I but write. If they do some writing thing. If they do a writing thing, I would hell apply because that's. Uh, fun. So you know, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Okay, so we would do something. Uh, here's here's my pitch for it. Me and Anne would make a comic together. Hell yeah. Yeah. And we'd apply together. Ass. Like we're one yeah, thing. We'd be a team. We could just be you know this weird two headed giant thing. All right. <laughs> uh, the the. Do I get to talk about? Talk video about game? things. Video games. Go yeah. Go video games. Uh, video games. I always go for the indie stuff and. So one of the first things I did was I went to the Cly booth and I gushed about how awesome Don't Starve is because it's pretty awesome. And the elevator speech for that game is amazing because it is two words, Don't Starve. That's how you play the game. They have a new game that they describe as a mixture of Shadowrun, FTL, Faster Than Light, and uh, Mark of the Ninja. It's called Incognita. Uh, the game is pretty awesome. It's the good Shadowrun, like the SNES version. Oh. Uh, it's a, and Monaco. So it's like hmm. this uh, stealth-based, uh, awesome, the isometric only name, game. Like, the only name you mentioned on. there that I don't know is FTL, Faster Than Light. What is Faster Than Light is a rogue-based 
roguelike based game. Okay. I don't know if you're familiar with rogues. I am. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Randomly classic, generated dungeon yeah, type. Classic type, random. Yeah. So you're just trying to like get into a building. You have random missions. So it's awesome. That sounds uh, cool because I, I haven't played much of Don't Starve, but I've played it at their booth uh, last year. Was They were here last year with Don't Starve, weren't they? Where the fuck did I play that game? I played I played a, some of that game somewhere, and it's it's fun. I just you haven't. Can get, you can get on your Chrome browser, like it's yeah, everywhere yeah, yeah. now. It's pretty sweet. Like, yeah. And they're still updating it, so pretty awesome. Oh, go, go it's Eddie. Me. Go. I'm sorry, I was sleeping. <laughs> so no, it's, <laughs> it's time for our fighting game update. With <laughs> Eddie Isaac. You're not supposed to admit to the listeners that the podcast is so boring. You fell asleep. No, it. no, 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 no. This is what I fucking deal with. This is <laughs> Jesus Christ. Why we can't have How is he things? solo show? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I love, he's I love the only guy that shows up on a regular basis. Yes. <laughs> exactly. No, exactly. The newest, the newest member and the most committed. Yeah. What type of shit is that? <laughs> like uh, seriously, we haven't we haven't so like ground you down into pulp yet. For people, who, for people who don't know, I'm driving like what? So it was, it was 54 miles before, but I moved further away. Okay. So it's like 65 miles. One Where the way. hell do you live? DuPont. I live in Dupont. So I drive from from Dupont, Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, Dupont is French for not a place. <laughs> yes, I know, right? I, I drive, so it's like it's like literally like Dupont sixty-five. Dupont to Bothell. Yeah, Dupont to Bothell, sixty-five miles. You know, so when Luke first told me he was moving, I was like, oh yeah, maybe he'll move closer. He's like, for like a couple more miles. up, buddy. And I'm like, fuck, 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 Right? Worst shit ever. One day, I'm like trying to be early for the podcast because actually, usually I show up like right on time or maybe about ten minutes early. I drive all the way to Luke's house. I pull up in the in the in the parking in the the bed, driveway. Out comes Christina, and I'm like, "That's rude." Christina's <laughs> coming out to meet me. This has never happened before. What's going on? And she's like, "Hey, um, nice of you to stop by, but what are you doing here?" And I'm like, "There's a podcast today. I know there's a podcast. Please do not tell me that I drove all this way. There's a podcast." She's like, "No, no, no." It's at Andy's house. <laughs> shit, 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 shit. It's like 15 miles back down the road. Oh my god. Uh, miles closer <laughs> yeah, to home. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> awesome. All right, so so PAX, what have you seen at PAX? So I have to admit that last year, because I think it was, it was my first PAX, I was so much more hype. Uh, and this year, I think I just didn't I didn't meet that same thing. But It's if, not just you. Okay. Infamous Second Son, I'm really, really looking forward yes. to that because... Like I've it looks both so good. both Infamous and Infamous Two. I played them. I played them. them I spent. See, I haven't played any of them, and I want to play this. One. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The, they're definitely worth playing. At some point, like you should turn them on. No, no, no. Although I I was sitting with next all to that one time the, you have. I was I was sitting next to one of the devs uh, at an E3 demo of it, and they're local. They're Seattle, and they're doing the demo, and I'm like. <gasps> What happened to the glass museum? <laughs> and the guys started cracking up because it's right there at the Seattle Center, like the big demo that they show uh-huh. is going through Pacific Science Center. Right. right. And, and he just started cracking up. And, like, the PR guy in the back is, don't amuse the devs. <laughs> so, like, don't feed the lions. Yeah. Like, Please don't, don't, don't feed laugh. the animals. We, we got to get these people in and out of here. Don't make this production longer than don't it needs to fun. be. Stop. So I had uh, Infamous Second Son, really pumped for that, and I'm I'm actually kind of mad it's not a launch title. I I really would like it if it was a launch title. Um, I'd rather let Sucker Punch take as long as they want to make it right. This, well, okay, you I, I can agree with that. I can agree, I can agree <laughs> with that. You can play Assassin's Creed when it comes to... Uh, <laughs> uh, you know what? Okay, fuck Ubisoft right now. Anyway. 
I, I do have no. something. I have something. No, they make Rayman. I have something. They make Rayman Legends, and I'm not, so Ubisoft can do whatever fuck they want. Okay, as I, long as they keep making 2D Rayman games, I they can do whatever else I, they you know want. What, and I'll agree with that, but I really have some whatever those whatever anyway <laughs> anyway and Resogun I played Resogun mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the game at first it was kind of weird but as I got to playing it more and more it's actually it was really exciting I spent most of my time in the big two yeah um, killer I played a killer instinct at first so the first 10 minutes playing the game I was excited. I was like, oh, hell yeah, Killer Instinct, new fighting game, fuck yeah. And then I figured out it was a button masher, and I'm like, okay, what the fuck? <laughs> fuck this, right? Because seriously, you know, especially as a person who is kind of a competitive fighting game player, I, I don't, I hate button mashers. I hate a game yeah. that anybody can get on and just start just throwing your hands all over all the buttons and actually beat somebody. And I've see, I saw people doing that, and I was like, oh, this sucks. So bad. Yeah, so Killer Instinct has never exactly been the 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 pinnacle of nev- competitive but fighting it, games. But it wasn't. Though, but it, was so. never, it was never like you just hit all three buttons and do combos. Uh, uh, and I know it's still in development, so hopefully that'll change. But literally, that was the theme. Like after a while, you just saw everybody doing that, and you know, and doing yeah. large large combos. Uh, the hope is that they. The hope is that they see that though, if they're going to change it, because because that is the one thing about packs that has that has always been a thing with packs. Um, ever since I've started coming, was that the devs are here yeah. and they're wandering around booths and they're seeing people play their games right. and they're taking advice and they're watching how they how they get played. And so a lot of times they'll, you know, maybe in, in this particular instance, they're showing off what they've got of the game. Yeah. And hopefully, they, you know, they're taking that to, to heart and, and I did, using I, that as, as, Yeah, but the you infamous know. guys didn't last year. Well, that's true. Mm-hmm. And they said the lead dev said he would, too. That yeah. son of a bitch. I did. Uh, I, did I, play, I actually <laughs> played against one of the Killer Instinct devs, and I beat him. But that's neither here, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. You um, probably beat him mashing buttons too, didn't you? No, I beat him with <laughs> skill and perfection, <laughs> sure, sir. Sure, sure. Uh-huh. Sure. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. I want to play that against you, Eddie, because I just button mash. I, I, I don't got the skill of the <laughs> for fighting game, so. And um, there, what else? I played Warframe. I really thought I was going to like it because it was like techno ninjas. And anybody who listens to the show hears me talk about Japan all the time. And I was like, anything with ninjas, I'm pretty much sold. I And I, I kind of wasn't sold. Uh, it was. Uh, it moves really, really fast, but not fast in a good way. But also, I think that I don't think it's a launch style, so I think they'll have some more time to play with it and, mm-hmm. and come up and make it make it a little bit better. So, but it definitely has a lot of potential. Definitely a lot of potential. Um, I went to the indie area hoping that it would be as good as it was last year because I think oh, last God. year the indie area was like awesome. There was at least like five games that I played. I was like, whoa, this is great. And I, I tried, and I, I walked through. I walked through like two days in a row. I went to the downstairs one that was like kind of in the little corner, yep, yep. and I went upstairs, and I really just didn't see anything that really like grabbed me and caught me this year to to, to really look forward to. Um, but it's you know it's quite possible that you know as an indie developer you you work on something, you get you get the idea in your head, you build the project, and then you're kind of like. I need to make it better, and you kind of get burnt out. And then you, so I want to speak to that a little bit, because I had a, a variety of experiences in the indie game area. There was some stuff where it was, like, obviously, like, Delver's Drop. Obviously an incomplete product, and right. at the moment, it sucked. I mean, it didn't totally suck, but it partially sucked. It, it, it was fairly repetitive gameplay, and I saw some potential for it to go really cool places. So it's the sort of thing where I would want to play it again in a year right. when they have, like all their modes completed and yeah. their their stuff smoothed out but at the same time meh they had a they had a bit runner though that where he was on a uh, he's on a unicycle 
that was it was like in the small oh, really? in, in the small India India area downstairs. The, the line there was like six seven people waiting, and I was kind of walking. Yeah. But that's where you can. That's how, that's how you can tell the good indie games around here, though. Right. Is like when you're walking around, yeah. when true. you're walking around, and then there's there's like two dudes in a booth, and there's a <laughs> video playing, and people are just kind of wandering by. You're right. like, yeah, yeah, I don't think I need to worry about yeah. that one. And then there's the booths where there's like people crowded around something. That was the way um, uh, Aurora. What. Uh, What's Super Time Force, Mark Super Time Force, Super no, it's Force. Super Time Force. Mark of the Ninja. It has Aurora in the name. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. So I it's it, they came out on the Wii U, and it's like this multiplayer game where you're flying around these 2D levels, and you're trying to. It's it's a little jousty. You're trying to hit other players, and it uh, is yeah. like. And there were people crammed into that booth last year. Really. And some of the PAX 10 games were like that upstairs. There was yeah. a there was a multiplayer one that looked really cool and I don't remember what it was called it's but tower it was a or something. Uh, yeah yeah it was like this four player multi 2D multiplayer platform Smash Brothers where, but only one hit kills uh, yeah and it's li- oh, yeah, literally yeah, 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 one yeah, hit kills yeah, and that game is uh, Towerfall Towerfall that oh. game looks people were fun. it's super fun Towerfall super, yeah. super into that uh the, the Indie Mega Booth has a game that I like. I think it's called Gravity Girl. I don't know if anyone's seeing it. I don't know. It's very... Gravity um, Ghost. Is it, is it Gravity Ghost? Ghost? Gravity Ghost. Uh, I think yeah, the we watched that a little bit. Robinson. It's right next to Devil's Drop. Yeah. 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 I, I played it at E3. And you, like, rotate amazing. around. Yeah, yeah, planets, you rotate. Yeah. There's no death, but the mechanics of rotating and then trying to use gravity to slingshot yourself around to Planet pick up things. And oh, that's kind of cool. it was super fun. I, I, I really enjoyed it. Well, in the... In the fighting game community, though, the rave this year is Dive Kick. Yeah, <laughs> Dive Kick. Dive Kick. Yeah. Now that game, right? It's and and it kind of it kind of irks me a little bit, <laughs> but I will say that right because fighting games over time, because of a lot of different because of trying to draw the 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 core audience of fighting game players has shrunk, and that was because the games are so com- have become were becoming so complex that it was so hard to get somebody new to really want to play. And then, like a new, the, a lot of the new strings of fighting games that have come out have been a lot easier. Like for example, it's like Marvel vs. Capcom three is a lot easier than Marvel vs. Capcom two. Blaze Blue, right? Blaze, you know, Blaze yeah. Blue. Like a lot of these games are, and they're, and what they're doing is they're trying to bring in, extend, expand that core audience. And Dive Kick literally is a game that anyone is a fighting game that anyone can play. You jump yeah. and you kick. And that is it. It's two buttons. Yep. There's it's no so much fun though. There's no. Yeah, com- I know. There's it's no complicated combos. There's no remembering mm. strings. Uh-huh. It's out, but there is, out, kick the but other there is strategy. There is a and there's a lot there's of a strategy. Lot of strategy. <laughs> you, can't, yeah. you can't just jump, kick, jump, kick. Yes. Like there's a lot of strategy to the game, and and it is fun. And I will say this: like we we usually um, down at Olympia, we usually do a weekly meetup. Well, we always get loud, but the first day that Dive Kick was there. Like the owner of the store was like, "Hey, can you, can you guys bring it down a bit because it's so <laughs> epic because it's one hit. There's no way to make up for this. There's no coming back to life. There's like there are X Factor comebacks. Anything. It's just like, oh god, I got kicked in the face. It's like, oh Jesus. In in a similar fashion. Now it's a more complicated game, but we had the same. We had the exact same kind of uh, reactions uh, when we used to play Bushido Blade. Oh right? yeah, because you could one hit kill people. Right. And if you were, you know, <laughs> you were you. There were two types of fights in that game. There were either a shitload of blocking and little little tap hits and not mm-hmm. doing anything or step whack, whack. the head done <laughs> and, and those were the times where you're just like whoa and everybody goes ape shit over it right and i then i saw i see the same thing with dive right. kick so dive kick like, has also started a, a new tournament style of play called yomi Anybody know? Has everybody any heard no of that? idea? Okay, no. the you're the only game? tournament fighting game fighter. So there's a card game called Yomi. Yeah. Right. Well, this is so Yomi is now a style of fighting game play where what you do is you turn the handicap all the way down, 
so that you have pretty much zero life. You put the damage all the way up, uh, and you and you play five rounds, and every round is a one-hit kill, right? Unless you huh. command throw someone, and then you win the whole set. And huh. there are actually tournaments out there. It's really popular with Street Fighter Four, and um, to play this way now. That's like crazy technical. Like that. It yeah. seems like that's. Well, seems welcome like it's to like the super speed chess of the. It's the super it speed chess of the fighting game community. It's. It's ridiculous. Five minute clocks go. But it's fun, though. But it's so fun. Yeah. And, like, like, the tempo is so high because you're, like, people are barely dodging fireballs yeah. and they're jumping. And so it's pretty It's pretty cool. O- overall, I, I mean, I'm always going to have fun at events like that. I'm always going to have fun at yeah, FAX. Yeah, yeah. I'm always going to have fun at Emerald City Comic Con. Um, you know, or any type of con that I go to. Uh, it's just that I know that for me, there are certain things that are going tra- to attract me. And this year, it was definitely the next the next gen stuff. Yeah. And I will tell you this. I was extremely happy with the PlayStation 4 controller. I did not know oh, how. Getting, getting did, a player at the PS4 yeah. controller is so fucking I didn't nice. know if I was going to, but I, I do like it. It fits my hands perfectly. There's no uh, aw- awkward play. Maybe, maybe that's why I it. haven't had like this giant urge to go to the, ex- to the Expo Hall. It's like I'm not really looking to jump in on this next generation of consoles. Like, uh. like PS4 uh, looks interesting, but... Uh, I'm not a huge console gamer, and the Xbox yeah. One is a giant fucking joke. <laughs> it is. X Bone is a joke. We've had we've had the discussion Why on do you the think show that? about what's that. I, I mean, I, I, am I rehashing old material? No, no, no. Not, we can Why talk do you about think whatever. It's a joke. I. C- I think a lot of it was from what we've talked about on the show. I think a lot of it was. It's not. It's I mean, there's no doubt. There's been bad PR. Yeah, it's, it's horrible, a PR. But I don't think the system is. I don't a joke. think the system is a joke. And I'm not going to judge um, the system. I on think the, way the they PR, the, the PR is is just god awful. Oh yeah. Um, and like when I my gaming time is usually spent either on a PC or playing classic video games at this point. So so, so I, I'm I'm I guess I'm asking, would it have mattered? Um, what, no matter what they did made, you're just not going to be interested because that's not what you play on, right? I was an Xbox person first before being a PS person. So, like, if 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 they had blown me away with their delivery, yeah. it might have mattered. It actually might have mattered with me as well because I I am definitely a Sony gamer, and I kind of decided before <laughs> I kind of decided before the PS4 and the Xbox One were announced that that I was you know I was limiting to one console, but. They started trickling out features for the Xbox One that sounded really cool, mm-hmm. and I was thinking to myself, "Well, okay, maybe this will be an, maybe this will be my time to get into an Xbox and have a you know have two consoles." And their messaging pushed me away from buying one, yeah, like definitely. actually pushed me uh, away yeah. from buying one. Now, to be fair, it was a it was kind of a double it was a, it was a double hit because um, Sony Sony rocked their PR so well that I will agree with that. The combination of the two, like I was already definitely going PS4, and then um, how do you share a PS4 game? Step <laughs> <laughs> one: hand yeah. over the game. Hand over the game. <laughs> I, I, I guess my perspective is skewed, um, mostly because I have access to things. So I, I, you know, buying two systems to me is not a big deal. It's, it's sure. It's not usually it's, it's for part me. of my job. I mean, um, but I, I don't know. For me, it was like. There are games I want to play that are on both systems, so I it wasn't a question to me what to buy, and I know that's not the normal public. They have right. they have to choose one. Well, yeah, but I I don't understand I don't understand the passion, the hate, the love, and maybe it's just because I'm well, dead inside. I'll say <laughs> <laughs> I'll say for me it's always been this right. If I even if I look back at just like PS2 and and Xbox original, the 
the exclusive titles for the Sony the Sony game yeah. the Sony system has has always been better. They've always been uh, more drawing, more uh, more like there's always more hype to play them. Even the even the represent, representative characters of the companies to me are more attractive. Even though Luke oh, cannot perfect. stand Kratos, I love Kratos. Is I love that sandal wearing murdering t- Spartan t- bastard. No, and we had this, I, we, I, I don't him. even know if that's true. We like, had this discussion. I like I like Kratos as far as a gameplay thing goes. I'm sorry. There's that a dog. Giant, that was like a, a monkey. It was not a seeing eye dog. A giant moose of a dog. <laughs> yeah, that, that was very dog. distracting. <laughs> you know, it's like the 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 represent the characters have always been more attractive. Um, and then the other I don't thing, think no no. The, let's be fair. I, I think this is. I, I don't different. think more attractive in general. More attractive no. to you. Yeah, yeah. to you. Because me. because the I know plenty of people the who amount, are the amount of games I have played on my PlayStation are single digits. Yeah. I have not. That has not been my primary gaming system. Mm-hmm. I don't love or hate it. It's just that's the only ones that appealed me, um, because I, I, you know, I, I don't know what it was. If it was the 360 came out, or they had a better, the live system was first and made it easier to interface with my friends and play yes. multiplayer. This is true. That became my primary system of playing. I think it all depends on what you like to play the most. Like first-person shooters. You're gonna and Xbox. That's gonna be but I don't. I don't, PS, I don't play first-person shooters. I play adventure, action adventure. I play um, a lot of role-playing games, and um, you know, whatever the whatever the hot titles. I try to try to understand what's going on in the industry. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of them I play. Who just is a lot of craft shit. But like. <laughs> Yeah, uh, what, on the Sony, it's anything by Naughty Dog. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I will play. Awesome. Anything by Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch. I, I haven't played the first two infamous games. Yeah. Have, you, you, played, have you played the, the Sly, Sly Cooper series? games? No, I don't Oh, no. Jesus. You Holy should. Crap. I get burned out on the platformer stuff, and I know they're action-adventure platformers, but I get burned out on platformers. Infamous games are not... The infamous games are not necessarily quote-unquote. True play. No. They are adventure games. Yes. They yeah, I, I, I know up. I would probably like them, but in like whenever they come out in the pantheon, the... The, the the queue list of what I yeah. want to play they 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 for some reason they haven't resonated with me. Oh, okay, um, I mean, that's going to change. Sec- I've seen enough of seconds on that. I'm like, oh yeah, that, I, I, I want to play. that. I think Xbox just com- continuously makes it, or Microsoft continually makes it difficult, in a sense of the perfect example. For instance, to play games, the perfect example. So JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is a is a over as a um, a Japanese fighting game just came out. It's going to uh-huh. be popular in FGC pretty soon. It's a Japanese game, and all I have to do is order it, and I can play it on my PS3. But it's like Microsoft has made, Microsoft has made it difficult that when games that come out in Japan, like there were some Microsoft games that came out that I was like, oh, it's only an Xbox. I want to play it, like the Samurai, the 3D Samurai Showdown. But I can't because I have to go buy a Japanese Xbox. Like it, you know, it's, it's anywhere a, anywhere in the world I can buy a game and I can play it on my system re- if I have a PlayStation. I've it's, found I've found just just so you know, in my time both working in the industry and being an industry being a gamer. I've found that the the whole region free thing, when it comes to games, is is pretty is is a pretty niche part of the gaming community. Like being wanting to be able to play games from another region that aren't available here on a system is a very niche thing. It it, it, it is yeah. The numbers um, are not high enough to. It's, skew it's really limited to like fighting games and people that know Japanese. Hardcore RPGs. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
And and I can understand why it's skewed a little bit for you because you are a fighting game player. You are a hardcore fighting game player. Mm-hmm. So it is more. There's more of that in your community than there right. is in the general gaming community. But it's definitely not enough. The weird thing, like you were you were saying, the messaging and, and wondering what what the yeah. Thing I, was. I guess I'm able to look um, past it, but I think one of the things that was that was strange to me was that um, Microsoft, if if you wanted to play games online. The 360 is the place to do it. Mm-hmm. Period. End of yeah. story. Like the PS4 or the PS3 online architecture is terrible. It's absolutely horrid. Um, and I feel like Sony learned from those mistakes. And when they when they messaged the PS4, they were like, "This is how we are taking everything. Everything we're doing right right now, mm-hmm. we're not changing. Mm-hmm. Everything we were doing wrong, we're going to do our best to be way better at it. And here's how." And then Xbox kind of went in the opposite direction a little bit. It felt weird because they were like, yeah. you know, they were the place to do online stuff, and then they were like, here's all the restrictions on how you can, how you have to do your and online I, and that stuff. That all came it's down like, to messaging. I, I, I don't, you're right. You're it was right. Messaging. It was. It was. It was. They were telling you what you can't do instead of what you can do, and it right. confused yeah. a lot of people. But for me, it, it comes down to the games, and both games, yep. ha- both systems have games that I want to play. I'm telling you, Titanfall looks fucking Titanfall. awesome. Titanfall. Uh, I actually am a Dead Rising fan. I think I'm one of the few. Frank West. You're the guy? Um, you're the Dead Rising fan? I am. The, although the two, <laughs> two was too tough. Like, you're, I did not like two. I thought they made fan. the difficulty curve on two. But I did a demo. I, I, I went through a demo for the three, the exclusive. Uh-huh. And I am salivating to play that game. Really? I was. They got rid of my big beef with it. And so now I'm ready to just... You don't it. have to go to a bathroom to save anymore? There's no time limit to do the objectives. Oh. Unless you play on a hardcore mode, which brings back the that mechanic. Okay. Okay. So now it's you need to get here and you can There's navigate however you want to do. Jesus Christ, that's a big a dog. dog. It's a dog. It's not a dog, it's a moose. I definitely I definitely <laughs> think part that part wolf. I definitely think we that have wild the time in the of, studio. The time of making games where I have to be at a specific I have to go to a specific place or go to a specific point to save. They're I making think the dog leave. Yeah. Well, they just kicked run. out the dog. What kind of person are you that you bring in a non-therapy dog and right. think it's okay? Yeah, that's true. Seriously. That's true. Well, it's, it, it's, food it's I love where I can have it in here because of food laws. Yeah. 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 There are places you can do it. A restaurant oh, yeah, yeah. is not one of them. Some like, restaurants yeah. you can't. Yeah, not unless they're but specially anyways. licensed. Uh, it, yeah, I'm yeah. definitely not. Yeah, I'm definitely no longer uh, a fan of the games oh. where you have to go to a specific place. Or a point to right. save? Like, right. what the fuck? fuck? There, is no, there is no reason There's for that no restriction so, to exist so anymore. No for on that. the show floor. Wait, Christina I, thinks... No, 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 sorry. It's for another podcast. Uh, and wanted to say something. <laughs> I, I think the way that, like, for example, the new Tomb Raider game does it is smart because, yes, if you go to a camp, that's a save point, but also any auto-load point that would normally, like, res you after you die, uh-huh. that's also a save point. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. So what are I I because I haven't been on the oh, show floor. What are what are the what are they showing? Like what are the new system? Are the new systems playable? Yes. Do you walk up yes. and play a bunch In of fact, stuff? In fact, they're they're all over the place. I and I, I so Luke, did you get a chance to talk about what you saw that was awesome? Not at all. <laughs> oh, let's do it. So, yeah. Let's get there. Um, so as you know, everybody knows I'm a Sony Besides guy. the guy sitting across from you, what else have you seen that's awesome? Yeah. 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 We always save Jeff for last. He's I know. the best. So uh, the oh, Sony booth. Jeff is a delicacy. I, I will agree. I'm going to start hitting on your wife. <laughs> <laughs> what well, everybody does, so whatever. Um, I, I'm a Sony nut. Everybody knows it. Uh, I will agree with Eddie uh, on one sure? thing. That, uh, a little bit. Um, Uh-oh. I, think I will agree with Eddie that honestly. the world is coming to an end and right now. And this is now. not a. This is not. 
just so Jeff doesn't cry, this is not a, this is not an admonition of packs. It's an admonition of the vendors. There's not as much here that really is like got getting me hyped up as there yeah, was last year. Last year, I was just like, this place is fucking awesome. awesome. So many things yeah. I wanted to play and do. And this year, it's just like there's some cool stuff. But we, we were talking a like, little bit about this before we turned on the mics. Uh-huh. It's that weird lull that happens right yes. before a right new before console a con- su- yeah. launches yeah. where either the launch titles aren't quite ready the the launch window titles as they like to call where they don't yeah, aren't, yeah, yeah. aren't quite ready and no one's gearing up anything really new for the old system so you get this trench yeah yeah of of games but even some and there's of the launch titles are ready but there's no big advertising saying this is here or yeah, these games are yeah. on the PS4 or on the yeah, Xbox it, One. It, it, because they're crunching to make launch. Yeah. Right. And so well, no, no, except for the, except for the fact Knack what is happened? on PS4. What happened but to television advertising? It does it's not effective. It's yeah. No one watches yeah. Television advertising. They fast forward. Yeah, this is true. They watch online. What's yeah. TV? But I don't even see online. <laughs> yeah. like, when the PS Vita came TV? out, you couldn't, like, it was a drop in the hat. No one knew about oh, it because there was no advertising. And obviously, because it was so successful, they'll keep doing it. <laughs> so, you see my so point? You made my point for me. The, a lot of the advertising I've seen as of late as, uh, to get away from, like, the TV advertising you see, when you're watching a movie and you see like everybody yeah. using a Mac, it's, or you see a guy like two people holding a feet. Yeah, it's, it's integration it's being, and right. annoying goddamn pop-ups on fucking on media everything. sites. And I know that there, I know that that's a necessity, but I think I though there's there's I'm not going to get into the discussion of how fucking broken the advertising yeah, yeah, yeah. systems on online that's sites what we're are. About. So um, that's another I, podcast. What what does yes. what does kind of aggravate me here especially podcast. is there are games <laughs> that. I would want to go test out, but even though they're only a couple of months from launch, they put them in closed door demos. Mm, Watch Dogs. Yeah, uh, that was I the agree. one game. Like I've been watching that it's game awesome. since E3. I, I, you know, I saw the E3. I saw last year they did like the kind of the the sneak peek yeah. stuff, and then at E3 they did the big demos, and then at Gamescom they had a bunch of stuff about it. And it gets here, and it's a closed door demo. I can't even watch over someone's shoulder no, I, while they I, mess I, around. I agree that's frustrating. And it, it's, Second it's, Son's the same problem. It's, it's against the messaging of PAX, uh, which is community yeah. access. Um, it, and it's the same thing we've had communicating to exhibitors about everything is um, the, the mindset of exclusivity, of elitism. Um, it's so anti what PAX is about, but in marketing that's a big thing. It's like, oh... You're, you're you're in the you're in the club if you can you know it's it's kind yeah of, and, and they think they think they're creating a demand by limiting the supply. I am really not so going to buy and, and, and it's, Elder and it's Scrolls an education because of it now. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, like, listen, guys, I don't care if your game, what state your game is in. At PAX East, you had it viewable, and now you don't. Yeah, yeah. And like so, the only other game I was interested in seeing here is also under under closed doors which is what, XCOM. XCOM. Yeah. Uh, and it's like it's just an expansion of the current thing. It's not like we haven't seen it before. So how great are the panels of PAX? Uh, okay. <laughs> so I, I was trying to get to, I was, I'm t- 
I'm trying to get to the point where I'm talking about the stuff that I actually like. No, no, no. Yeah, no. I, 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 let's you get, start out with let's the negative. Get the bitch sessions out of the way. Yeah. I, got, I, I yeah. like that. Luke and I, bitch I, sessions? I got to the Sony booth, and the first thing that we did was we walked in the door, we got in line for NAC. Like, we saw it, wanted to play it. No, 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 no. First thing we did was we looked at the PS4 that True. was in a glass we case. We looked at the that PS4 cool. in the glass case. And then we turned and we're like, ooh, that's a PS4 controller. Yeah. Maybe we can I play get to it. play with a PS4 controller, which PS4? has been which has actually been a huge thing is. because, so because for the last <laughs> 12 years, I think, I've been using DualShock or a, or a yeah. variant. Not fuck longer than that shit. I had, yeah. a, I had a PlayStation. I had a DualShock in 95. 96, I think, was when it came out. Whenever the PS1 so, came out. Yeah. yeah. yeah so right, I've been yeah. using that controller, and that has been my favorite controller forever. And then that's the, for the first time, they're like the DualShock 4, and it looks different. And I'm like, oof. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't like so, it. I don't like so I, it looked cool, but change. then I finally got to use it, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> this this works. And and surprisingly enough, um, they fixed the... To, to, for a positive in the Xbox One, they fixed the one problem that I had with the Xbox One controller, which was the battery box. Yep. The battery box rakes the shit out of my knuckles because <laughs> I've got giant monkey paws. <laughs> I mean, my nickname at one of my poker groups is Banana Hands. <laughs> okay? So, um, and so the battery box of the Xbox 360 controller just destroys my knuckles. So, so the Xbox One controller is actually super nice. Um, so... Uh, the play got to play with the PlayStation One controller. Got to play some Knack. It's different than I expected it to be. It's super hard. Like Mark Cerny just decided normal. to be like, "Fuck yeah. you." On normal. Keep, keep um, on what you like. No, I, I really want. I want to talk about Knack and all those. Yeah. W- what our impressions are of packs, but I want you to actually say what you liked about packs. Um, Luke hates everything. I'm, I'm going over. The, it's 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 primarily the stuff in the Sony booth. To be honest, okay. like, yes. um, the Sony booth had a lot of. Like last year, they had a lot of Vita games on demo, which makes me really happy because I have a Vita and I love it. It's my favorite handheld system. I want more games for it. I saw Fez. For, Fez is coming out for Vita, which I like that game. So being able to play it on a Vita is pretty cool. Batman. Um, Batman looks Batman awesome. Blackgate. That is what I'm really um, excited for. Batman Arkham Origins, Blackgate, like that whole so, um so a lot of that, a lot of those types of things. There's games that I'm not interested in, like Drive Club is not a big deal to me. Yeah. I got to see Killzone, and it's the first Killzone game that actually interests me. Uh, other Killzone games just look muddy and boring, and this one actually looks really good. Um, we went to the Second Sun, the infamous Second Sun panel, and that was an unfortunate panel mm. to me. Uh, it wasn't. It, Good not a not a single not a single piece of new information came out uh, of that it panel. It was the Troy Baker it, show. It was the Troy it Baker was, show. Totally. He talked a lot, um, and there was a little bit of there was a little bit of other stuff. Meh. Did they need a good moderator? <laughs> no, they had a, it, they had Greg Miller did well. fine moderating it, but like trying to get content. trying to there was no content because every time they tried to talk about uh, the game, they were like, oh, we can't talk about it. Too many spoilers, or or yeah, this isn't done the yet. Or like, like, like the the voice actor for Fetch. Fetch. Yeah, Fetch. She couldn't say she could not say anything. Yeah, she turned to the developers and they'd be like, yeah. just shake their head saying, no, you can't like, talk like, about that. Like She's like, but, just but like, you mm-hmm. just showed my powers. Can I talk about the power? Because you just showed it. Nope. They're like, no. Nope. <laughs> she, so she the whole time, she's just sitting there and people would ask her questions like, sorry, I can't tell you about anything about my character. I had fun. The, path- the Patrick <laughs> Rothfuss panel was awesome. Yeah, I caught that was part of that. I walked I, in and I, he is the story, it's, it, some authors can't also, I mean, they're good storytellers, obviously. Yeah. 
but not verbally. And yeah. he is really good at telling yeah. his really story. Good. He's verbally. super down to earth. He's a nerd. He's a very nice guy. He's like very. He's really cool. And the best part. Of, so the, probably the best moment of the con was in that panel for me when, because he had a very. He talked a lot about how, um, you know, we're we're co-opting our own experiences by trying by recording them and delaying them and experiencing them experiencing experiencing them later instead of just fucking living in the moment and actually experiencing things the first time and having memories about them so he was talking about specifically like being with his kid and not wanting to be the parent that's constantly got a camera phone on his mm-hmm. kid because he wants to be there playing with his kid yeah. and doing stuff and having those experiences and um, so he, so, so well, somebody got up and was talking to him, or they were they were doing the Q and A, and some kid got up and he's like, basically asked him the question. So, can't we have a little bit of both, right? Does it have to be an either or thing, or can we, you know, can we record things and experience them at the same time, and then also have the moment where we can experience it later? And either his or. his answer was. No, it's an either-or thing. Next question. <laughs> just, like, just shut him down, huh? And I was like, I was like, that's that's actually awesome because, like, I you know, I find myself doing that. I find myself like, oh, this is cool, and I pull out my phone, I start to take pictures, I start to film shit, and I'm like, wait a minute, why don't I just fucking look at it? You know, why that's do I need true. to look uh, look at my nice look at my video of it later? I um, think some experiences are so good that you just want to have them. You just want yeah, to see them again. You, you, you want you want the community. Everyone wants a community experience with right. things. Yeah, that's, I mean. And then there's some stuff oh, that's gonna... like you see by yourself, and you're like, "Oh my god, I wish I could show this to somebody else right you know, now." That's why yeah. people go to movies on opening night? It's, yeah, it's, yeah. There's I, I, so many things that you experience through a sense of community. That's part of why PAX is so successful. Yeah, because yes. it's not just that you're going to look at games or going to panels with your friends. You're experiencing it with a community of yeah. similar yeah. Pe- people. people, and but you're experiencing experience. it firsthand, not yeah. thirdhand, by watching a video later. Yeah, and that indeed. was his point. But there is a large group of people. Who are watching that the panels experience on Twitch TV. On Twitch TV. Through, yeah. through, yeah. through the feed, through the stream. Well, when that's your only way. But if you were there live and you're recording it instead of, like, experiencing it. I mean, I experienced that. I got a chance to actually go take pictures at a Sounders game and I was on the field. And our team got a goal and I completely missed it because I was taking pictures. So, like, I... I was not able to enjoy the game and participate in the game because I was there taking media. Because you're co-opting an entire section of your brain to concentrate on the recording of that thing instead of the experiencing of it, right? Yeah, like yeah. I felt the same thing. I, I got to be on the field for a Sounders game and taking pictures. I didn't get to watch the game. Now the same thing happens with my homemade porn. I don't. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> <true. laughs> absolutely true. Yeah. What were you going to say, Anne? Uh, I set the cameras up in the walls so that I never have that problem. (laughs) Well, when my horrible dystopian future comes to pass and everyone has um, basically retinal cameras, that won't be an issue. Because um, all of of your vision will be recorded. recorded. I misheard you. You said retinal? <laughs> Ret- retinal. retinal, not okay. rectal. I mean, okay. rectal cameras would be an entirely different experience. But rectal, uh, rectal cameras—that's a different dystopian future. <laughs> that, that is a hey, shittier one. Bravo! I mean, it'll be a new. Hey, one. How that's our staff writer. That's where Joe's come right. from. How Show's over. You. How would you like the FaceTime? <laughs> We're done. Thank you. We're out. How would you like the FaceTime? With she my didn't ass. drop the mic. Here, wait, wait for it. Oh, here it comes. Get some over, on that baby. Overall, I'm not I'm not as hyped for this PAX as I am for as I was last year. 
Um, and it's partially because I already knew, like, everything that I've seen is something I already know that I'm going to buy. I haven't been convinced towards something yet. So is this Which, like nerd Christmas, but you only got socks? <laughs> I love socks. No, it's, it's like nerd. It's like it's like being like at Thanksgiving and, and going Those Christmas shopping with your parents for you, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like That's I already know analogy. every. I, I already know what I'm getting. I know it's all coming toward me. Um, Stop reading gaming was sites. Stuff. You'll be super surprised. Maybe. No, that's <laughs> true. Come to facts. That's true. <laughs> yeah, but um, you know what? I didn't see anything about uh, Second Son before I came here, and yeah. everything I saw was kind of boring. It didn't actually show me gameplay at all, so I didn't really get to see enough of the game to um, know if I'm going to like it. So I saw like teaser trailers, but those really are, don't give me a firsthand experience on what the gameplay is going to be mm-hmm. and how I'm going to get invested in it. Uh, I, and I, they wouldn't even I need to contradict you guys uh, for a moment. Go ahead. Hacks is the best thing ever. Oh, I love everything. Oh my god, the indie game area was the best for me. I would summarize my experience with PAX and why it is so important to me is because I get to be with my people. Yes, yeah, and I try and all of their. Beanbag virus. <laughs> beanbag virus. I get to be I with would, my people. I will never. I don't give up care packs. if those little disease fleas get all over me. I oh, love yeah. it. And that's yep. why I said at the beginning of all of this that it had no, it has zero to do with packs and everything to do with what the vendors are showing. Right? Packs as an experience. The panels, like we went to the picture yeah. game design panel. That's awesome. That is a that awesome. is a must. That is a I must, must do, every must year. do every, every year. Every Even year. if I couldn't get tickets to packs, I would find a way to sneak into that, that fucking panel, panel every year. <laughs> Um, because Pax has an experience. Chris Straub is so funny. <laughs> He's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when Jeff Callis just loses no. it and just starts giggling oh up there God. on stage. I, someone tweeted know. me today that they go to the panel just to hear me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't funniest, know if that's a great laugh. The funniest thing. The, the one-liner? His one-liner? Uh, I don't remember. Well, oh, oh, Jesus. The funniest thing, though, was the is, is the... <laughs> no. And and it it happened so often. No, Um, (laughs) there was one guy that got up there to pitch big little big bubble and little China. Big bubble and little little China. China. The thing was though, he was so invested because it was a night at his house. It was like a story about his childhood. That's why it was so funny. It was like the whole the whole pitch was about him, about being a a little Asian kid at home, and (laughs) he's he's at a table eating a bowl of soup, and he has a pair of chopsticks. Puzzle game around popping the bubbles, oil bubbles, oil bubbles, and getting trying to get the biggest oil bubble on the top of your soup, but simultaneously making sure that your parents think that you're invested in the conversation and you're they're interested so if you if you um it gets tougher as you get like older it's tougher yeah. as you get older and if you if the if your parents ever think you're not not paying attention they get pissed at you and yeah, you, lose. you lose and you gets, get more money in your envelope it, yeah you get more money in your envelope and, and when he said really, that there was a an asian woman that was down in the front and i thought she about fell out of her chair yeah. <laughs> she was like my God, I have done this. <laughs> this is a night. And we were sitting, we were sitting there watching this, and all of us in the row were like, "This is this, this is his he's house. describing his yeah, childhood." Is his <laughs> like, that's what made it was, funny. Yeah, yeah. And it's great because your game last year that won, you were describing every An actual event. Yeah, exactly. I, I think event. that aligns with actually a lot of principles of good game design. Exactly. At, some point at Richard Hugo House of all places, I took a uh, writing workshop from Zach Hill. And he was going through, like, how principles of game design can apply to, like, writing fiction. And he was mostly talking about how to, like, take out the essential facets of an experience 
like if you're making a game about a snowball fight, like what what is important? Is it like how your hands get cold? How it's better if you have your gloves off to make better snowballs? But um, you know, but your hands getting hit in the eye stuff. with snow, right? Yeah. Like um, the douchebag that pops bites that an icicle in the middle of the snowball, right? <laughs> uh, possibly my brother. I'm not sure. Maybe me. Uh, maybe both. Maybe both. Uh, but but I think that's that's great when it's personal too. Yeah, it because really like is. the games no, that you were describing are so personal because and yet so approachable. Because you're like, oh man. Because you can try and be funny. But if you're trying too hard to be funny right. without oh, actually, you're, you're trying to make things funny based on what you think other people will laugh There's at no rather than to the what funny you, that's why, you. That's why the, the Peter Molyneux guy was so good. Yes. Like, there's another, one of the guys, we, we were actually really disappointed that, you didn't, that he wasn't yeah. the winner. Who, Peter like, Molyneux? The Peter yeah. Molyneux guy. The, the, in the, he didn't have a game. It's called this, Pitch Your Game. Yes, but if it's we about were, the best pitch. It was, it's not about the best game. <laughs> So this guy, no, we uh, he was committed. Genius. I am so glad we took him to the second what was round. It? It, it was a, it was just a guy, and he was like committed. He was committed to his character. He was he was in Peter Molyneux character. <laughs> like he came up to talk to me. Yeah. Not even English. No, I know. Yeah, the, yeah, I was crazy. Really no, he had a really good accent. But yeah, yeah. it was it was because Peter Molyneux, I, who we love, but still he he loves to just. Uh, talk grandiose <laughs> about his ideas and concepts, and he uh-huh. uh, there's a little bit of overpromising. I think is the best oh, yeah. way to put it. Mm-hmm. Um, like when he was talking about Fable, all the things, in, or even Black and White. You know, uh-huh. the things things end up scaled down to reality. Fable from what Three will give you blowjobs in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> and so he did this. All he dreams. promised this huge game. And then we're like, okay, you go to the second round. And what was awesome, we got to the second round. He's like, okay, I've got a brand new game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I see what you did there. He's yes. like, well, so we've scrapped the original idea. And now we've got... Completely gonna- <laughs> different, but so good. And then when everyone was done, he popped up to the mic again. And he was like, okay, now we've got this spinoff company. And yeah. we're doing oh, yeah. this. <laughs> it was genius. It was so funny. It but was really good. Was yeah, yeah. So, the, like... That's what I love about that panel is um, so much of the, you know, we'll get in a couple one-liners, but so much of the humor just comes from the audience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we have really funny fans and PAX goers and alpha geeks in general are funny people. I love listening to Pork Fry QA test games on the spot. Yeah. Where he's like, (laughs) the the guy's like, like, you've got a huge huge parasitic nanobot cape cape. and you've got to try and solve crimes without letting the cape eat you. And he's like, he's like, like, wait a minute. Why don't you just take Take the cape off at the beginning of the game? And he's like, but you can't touch it. He's like, the cape is touching you. You're wearing the cape. (laughs) (laughs) And and he goes, goes, I'm wearing this This T-shirt. It's touching me. If I don't want it to touch me, I would just take it off. (laughs) Yeah. uh, We have a good group of judges, and and each one has their kind of... uh, Oh, man. Like what they do. So Gordon with the puns. Gordon with the puns is... And Chris with the the like life observations or yeah. the kind of the uh, not Dennis Miller humor where he's you like, gotta kill them all. It's the opposite know, of Pokemon. You, <laughs> and and then me with being just a smartass. That's kind of my not, shtick, I guess. You're not getting to the second round, but we'll we'll talk out in the hall. Yeah, I think there's something to this. Come see me afterwards. <laughs> like, and uh, what is the, well this year we were talking about it afterwards like. The theme was like murder, murder and eugenics. eugenics, murder and yeah. This so is it was murder creating life what and killing life. 
say about about the moment? Well, and I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this up, no, and no, I no. want it to be short. But right. I, I'm I was extremely happy when the second guy they came up rape, and said yeah. rape, and you you're guys like, were just stop. like done. Stop. You're done. Oh, he was like for, the that. first guy. You're just like yeah. out. I appreciate the second that. guy said it, and you were like, no. First of all, no, and second of all, stop it. Nobody, yeah. nobody do this again. Yeah. And I was, we were all like, we were all, everybody in the audience clapped and we were all just really happy because every time, every time it happened, everybody, you could see everybody just go. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, yeah. It's I mean, not acceptable. I, look, yeah. I love dark humor. There's just certain things that are not, not appropriate in this venue. Yeah, no, exactly. It, it, exactly. It's not. So, so well, I, that's wanted to, I just wanted to bring that up because oh, I thought it was, I was really, we were all we're really real happy people, with the whole panel sense. that was just like, get, go, job. GTFO. Right. Yeah. We don't want to hear Which it. Which is so funny because as we're sitting there, Luke's like, "Eddie, I have nobody's heard my idea." Mm-hmm. So Luke is like, "Eddie, is your idea appropriate?" And I'm like, "Come on, man!" <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, I was like, "Come on now, I, I have a filter." Well, like, like, yes, he has the, a filter in public. Audience, <laughs> audience favorites was contraception. Contraception right? was, and that was an <laughs> audience. Like I could tell the audience was disappointed that they did not get a prize. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it dabbled because it was, it was funny. It was, it was funny, then. but you know, anytime you start talking about sex or reproduction or something, that's a borderline thing, right? You got to be yeah. careful. And he did it. He handled he, it really he well. He turned really it well. the right yeah. way. So yeah. for for the guys, for you guys that weren't there, yeah. it was a tower game. He, it was a he, uterus tower defense. The ovarian tower. His initial pitch was an ovarian tower defense game called. Contraception. I yes, kind of and, like, and they were all like, yes, "Yes, go to the second round." And then the second round, he was talking about how it was a it was a tower defense game, and you could get different kinds of like actual contraception to put it in the way to make this happen. And nice. then, and we were all laughing, and it was funny. And then he goes, and then he's like. But what this really is all about is is getting teenagers, is tricking teenagers and tricking, more importantly, parents of teenagers into teaching them about uh, reproductive health and and yeah. and contraception. And awesome. I was, and we were like, huh. and everybody, I was just like, okay, oh, that's hey, all, that's right, cool. Right, like yeah. it was like it, it was the touching moment from game. this one. You yeah, know? sure. He but should dun, dun, get Eric on to do the graphics. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I, I always have fun at that panel. Um, and that and is the, one of my highlights of the yeah, podcast. Yeah. I get to scratch that performance itch yeah. that I don't get to do very often. But that's, yeah, I, I have a lot of fun. And it's, I, I, I do, I don't check the f- comments very often. But after that panel, I like to see what the Twitter folks <laughs> are saying. <laughs> I do searches. Yeah. I, I'm and I agree with you, Mike, in, in every way that Pax is awesome. These are my people. Awesome. Oh, this yeah. is my and this is my show. Like I, I at some point in the future I want to go to Pax East and I wanna go to I wanna go to Pax Australia, but but this is and this Games is Con. here. This is So Pax East is really cool in the sense that there are um, there's only one real big hotel right next to the convention center. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of hotels, but they're farther away. It okay. sells but up before the everyone gathers out. in that lobby. Like that lobby, you think this is that lobby is the place to be? And yeah. that, I really like like I, for some reason, Pax East is the, ga- the the where I actually get to play games mm-hmm. with people um, after hours because for they're up later. It's the only place to go, and and I, every Pax is wonderful. But I really enjoy that. That well, lobby hanging out community aspect. That's also that's also. I mean, I've been to Gen Con a few times. Um, I've been to other conventions, and and other towns are set up better as for as convention towns, quote yeah. unquote, where there's a With lot of hotels right hotels? around the thing. Um, mm-hmm. 
Micatron always made the comment that the the Washington State Convention Center is the Ewok Village. Yeah, that it's yeah. Uh, it's it's like offshoots and weird shit everywhere. Yeah. And what's what's funny Indeed. about that is that it, it I think it's a it's also a reflection of downtown Seattle because downtown Seattle is the fucking Ewok yeah. Village. There's <laughs> weird yeah. hills and offshoots and things we in off directions and hard stuff to indoor. find. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And so you don't. Where's you my might goddamn speeder bike? Yeah, right. You no, know, <laughs> we just have scooters. It's not as fun. <laughs> uh, Vespa is not analogous to speeder bike. Uh, so it's it's yeah. interesting because it's you don't you don't get that you don't get that one place where everyone gathers, but you get a lot more like small. Yeah, like small there's, there's offshoot gatherings I, and, um, around. Yeah, there's a lot more street traffic and, and yeah. just uh, like. I do like the way that surrounding businesses have kind of adopted this 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 con yeah. packs yeah. and they're encouraging and, and, I'm and glad supportive to see of that. the fan base. I'm glad to see that because that's something that we saw um, once in once Gen Con moved to Indianapolis. It took a few years yeah. for the city to get used to it, but once they did, they just pulled it in. Oh my god! I, I, and you go to you go awesome. to yeah, you go to like you'll go to the surrounding restaurants and they'll have like. Like we went to so a they'll ru- have specials. Yeah, and, like and ru- their specials are jokes about the uh-huh. industry and like things. or named after yeah. things. Yeah. In yeah. D&D like the rock bottom magic. that we went to, and they changed their entire menu to War Machine stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's and fabulous. You'd, we'd go to another restaurant, and they were playing. Unless they you were did something that causes like three d six damage. <laughs> <laughs> and they were playing super we'd go to spicy an, meal. You go to another <laughs> restaurant. They're yeah. playing the Princess Bride on a screen, and that's it's nice to see that kind of shit happening here too, where. Like all the restaurants around it are finally kind of getting on board. When it, you know, there was a time for a while, especially like I'm, I've determined in my uh, thinking about it in history, I missed 2006 and 2007 are the two PAXs that I've missed. Okay. They were the best ones, by the way. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's like the just ones he make. But like 2000, the first three after that, through 08 through 010, 010. Technically, he's correct. Technically, I'm correct. Actually, yeah. Um, but actually, it was, well, well, there was still actually. this weird. There was still. Gotta do the finger. S- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Call back. Uh, there was still the Seattle freeze, right? Like, there's still a whole bunch of people who just, like, yeah. fucking nerds. Well, I remember going to the restaurant and the wait staff. God, all these nerds yeah. everywhere. Yeah, yeah God and forbid we've got, we're going to get more tips I mean, and I'm more sure business. It happens occasionally, but I. Well, yeah. It seems like the city's grown much more accepted. The weirdest, exactly. the weirdest thing, there's the weirdest thing that happened was me and Will, uh, one of the friends that came to me with, to PAX, we walk up to the counter to check in at the Sheraton. The guy's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry that's so busy. You know, there's there's this game uh, convention thing in town. We're like, we're we're here for that." He's like, "Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. But <laughs> you're just you're just not the normal demographic, right?" So, <laughs> Gee, what does he mean by that? I, yeah, I wasn't gonna get into that, but obviously, black people and tall white men don't attend. <laughs> tall, so, yeah. yeah, I was so, gonna say so, that's racist. <laughs> so, not what the normal does demographic. He mean by that? But you know, earlier, and I don't want to get into it because it really was like an hour conversation. But me and um, me and. Luke. Yeah. <laughs> Luke. 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 I'm oh right God. here. Luke. He's like I looking right at Luke. I just love him Sony fanboy. Me and Luke were having a conversation Banana about, hands, you mean about how beard. <laughs> calm your beard. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> What are you implying about my sexuality? <laughs> oh, hey, oh. You're not my beard. What? Uh, Me and Luke, we, were ha- we were having we were having there's anything wrong with that. We were uh-huh. having a conversation about 
how it used to be cool to have a hobby. Like people used to, you know, whatever, whatever it was. But then all of a sudden, it's like now if your hobby, if you're an adult, your hobby is video games or it's comic books or it's table. People, people are so inclined to like make fun of you and say <laughs> you're a geek. You're shaking your head, Jeff. No, well, that becomes, that's people? different. And and I think PAX attendees are different because uh, for us, gaming is not a lifestyle or not a hobby. It's a lifestyle. lifestyle. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's how we identify ourselves. Mm-hmm. But I think Eddie's um, point so is anyone outside of that lifestyle looks in looks, and wants you to make will fun be of surprised. everybody. You the lifestyle. Strange story for me. Ooh. I um, went world. to my 20 year high school reunion. And on the way back, I was with uh, the guy that used to be the big football star guy. and The jock. The, the jock. high school quarterback. Yeah. And um, we stop at one King. of his night spots that I am not familiar with. And it is a pickup joint. Like, <laughs> it is. People are going there to find somebody to go home with. This nice. is happening. And I am there. In my first party polo shirt, <laughs> <laughs> so there's a, you know the little gamer icon, a little control, and, yeah. and nice. I'm just there because I'm along for the ride, and because he didn't drink and I had, and having a good time, and he's like, it's he walks in and they're like, come on in, Mister So and So, and this incredibly gorgeous woman is at the bar and she looks at me. And she's obviously like cocktail dress, everything. And she looks at me and she sees my shirt, and she goes, "Are you a gamer?" And I got nothing to lose. Yes, yes, <laughs> I am a gamer. Yeah. I game. I love gaming. And she's like, "Oh, this I'm going to get dirty. How's that work out on you? How's that work out for you in getting pussy?" And I said, "Well, I've been married 12 years, so it's, it's, it's done okay." And she goes, "Man, I love me some Paperboy." <laughs> Nice. And I'm going, oh my god! Nice. I could have totally, you know. So yeah. They're everywhere. You just, uh-huh. you know, and, and just be they yourself. They don't want to admit it. It's class right. Pax. Once, once you give them the opportunity to be themselves, yeah. which is yeah. what Pax is about, Hell yeah. really, then they're able to. Yeah, Pax, Pax is definitely the opportunity for people to. To, uh, if I guess if that doesn't end up on one of the banners next year, Pax 2014, <laughs> man, I love me some man, paper I boy. love me some paper boy. <laughs> <laughs> is it, is, is no, it, it would be, you're a gamer, so how's that working out for you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. how, does gaming, how does gaming affect your pussy ratio? <laughs> I, have, I have so many like, stories about that. Like, I won't go over in this podcast, but like, uh, oh not paper boy, but. Are <laughs> <laughs> getting pussy no. because you're a gamer? No, like, That's what we're talking uh, about. The, uh, I mean, one of my stories that I tell a lot is, uh, I mean, I, Magic Gathering, right? Uh, I used to hide in the library at school, in middle school, and play Magic. Like, you're a social pariah, right? It's <laughs> changed so much. I, I went to, like, a fancy clothing boutique in Ballard, and I'm wearing the shirt that's from uh, Loading Ready Run that's, like, mm. untap, upkeep, this the phases of uh-huh. Magic. And I'm trying on, like, clothes, and it's, like, there are two attractive women waiting on me and, like, making sure that I, like... Talking to the mic. Ah, uh, oh, Mike talking to the mic. Yeah. Uh, Don't be afraid to get close to, to it now. And they're like, hey, what's your shirt about? And I'm like, oh, it's about magic gathering. <laughs> and they're like, oh, sweet. Yeah. You're, like, totally into it. I'm like, what just happened? <laughs> you know... Where am I? <laughs> I was walking out of a yoga studio... And I was wearing my Magic the Gathering bag. Yes. Um, and I, I, I don't know if this is... It was a little bit depressing, but also a little bit heartening that the, uh, a woman approaches me and she's like, Magic, I didn't, 
I've never met another girl that plays magic. And I'm like, oh wow. my god, please pay attention. Let me tell you about the Lady Planeswalker Society. I know you probably haven't touched this since you were 12 and you probably grew up in the mid-continent, but please, let me enlighten you. This is a new world. The dawning of a new age. I think, I, and I've had it on I've had it on the opposite end of the coin, where it's not necessarily somebody approaching me and, and being like, oh, that's awesome because you're a gamer. I, you know, having worked in game testing for so long, there's an amazing number of jock game testers who are not not, who are the opposite end? They're the kind that are going to be that are trying to make fun of you for being a nerd of some sort. And what where I've encountered this was, um, I'm, I've never been ashamed of being a gamer. I'm and I'm I'm farther into that community than some people because I've been I've LARPed for 14 years, Larper. and. I would get in conversations with people like people would find out that I'm a LARPer when I was when I was doing game testing and they yeah. would do the whole oh so you LARP huh <laughs> the nerd so, game and they're like what's that like and you know with nerd the smirk on, on, with the smirk on their face like <laughs> and, I, and they'd be like so you LARP huh and I'm like yeah I do yeah, and I've been doing it, it. Since, I've been doing it since I was 12 and they're like and it's it's amazing how that moment that brief moment of confidence just totally takes oh, the wind out of their it, sails. Right. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, uh, oh, 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 so you like go out and yell fireball, fireball, fireball? Like, yeah, I've done something similar to that. Sure. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you're the guy out in the park in a, in a fucking tunic hitting each other with sticks. I'm like, yeah, that's me. And then it starts into... So, how, so how, how does, does that work? gamers? They want to understand the mechanics. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so no, and and I think that's you know that's one of the great things about PAX is is when you get everyone in person. Uh huh. Then you you realize we all have our passions, right? Mm-hmm. And the hating different genres or whatever um, is pointless, and the, that's why this uh, this I don't know if it's a trend, but. Uh, communicating online and being mad at the people that make the products you love right or being mad at a company because their PR sucks <laughs> I don't understand it um, <laughs> I, I just it, it, they're trying to give you more tools for the lifestyle that you love yeah. so but you know you can even take that to the next or the lower level honestly because even within geek culture oh, yeah. every group of geeks geek. has a yeah. stigma oh, against another group of geeks you're, you're like, like it's absolutely horrible there's yeah. no point in it and i said no, i said this not. i've said this several times this weekend and i'm going to say it on this show um, you know that this whole fake geek girl thing started with the whole cosplay community uh, at least the the discussion of it recently started with uh, the cosplay community and i and i have always said if you if you make a costume for a character that is as accurate as you can make it, plus you're willing, you make it by hand, then you're willing to dress up in it and go out in public in it. You're more dedicated to your geekery than I am. I mean, and I kind of understand that because I have been the guy out in a park in a tunic, right? Like, so, but if you're how can anyone look at a cosplayer and be like, think geek girl, you're just no, doing it for attention. Bullshit. Yeah. One of my You've favorite... Put, you put a hundred fucking work hours into that costume. Yeah. Yeah. Are you kidding me with your fucking fake... Be fucking... Okay. <laughs> I think I understand your passion. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite tweets of PAX came from Maki Naro at the magic party, and he was like, oh, man. I'm totally fake magic guy. I'm just in it for the chicks. <laughs> <laughs> two, there, two, two things. I think sometimes, though, 
if you if you if you make somebody else comfortable enough to bring them in, for example, like there was a guy at work, and I went to go pick up my my box for my comic store, and I and it was I I was taking him somewhere else, and I was like, hey, I got to stop at my comic shop. He's like, comic shop, because he didn't even kind of know they existed anymore. And I get there, and I pick up my box, and he ends up going a couple times with me. He's like, hey man, you know, hey next time do you. You know, maybe I should talk to Shane and maybe I should get into something. And, you know, we get in there and he starts talking to Shane. Shane points to her a couple books. And so now it's another guy who, Yay. because I'm comfortable with it and I don't care about it, he's like, well, maybe maybe I should read some stuff too. And yeah. so now he's reading yeah. Avengers. As, as we get it. older, you know, so. um, and have tr- like I think my son's a, a really good example. He He's surrounded by video games. He doesn't know that there are people that don't play video games. In fact, <laughs> I've had to remind him that he should have some gratitude when Daddy <laughs> brings home all these games um, because some kids don't have all the Infinity pieces, uh-huh. Disney True. Infinity pieces. Yeah. Um, and you know, it just becomes a normal part of our lifestyle. Yeah. Um, as as we get older, you know, it, it having it happens with every new type of media. There's this shift and everything, but yeah. And the older you get, the more you realize that why why the fuck am I going to put energy into caring what exactly. other people are exactly. into? Yeah. Like, I, and I said that I said this on Facebook a while ago because I got into I was just like somebody I don't even remember what triggered it. Somebody was just going off at me about something that just didn't make sense to me, and I said I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give you three words that'll change uh, change how you look at everything around you and will make you a happier person. Who fucking cares? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. just like what you like and be like. Yeah. And Honey badger is my spirit animal. Yep. Honey there you badger go. doesn't give a fuck. I, I have say, a like it. So, oh, well, go ahead. Oh, okay. I was just gonna say, like, when I was a teenager, there was still like. I didn't grow up around geeks. I didn't grow up around gamers. Like, my parents bought us a Super NES, and I loved playing Donkey Kong. Like, played the shit out of those games. And that's but why you I married didn't... Banana Hands? <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, Banana Hands have other uses, all right? She found the bonus room where all the bananas are. But it took me, like, I was I was not around geek culture. Like, comic books, video games, all that stuff I was I didn't grow up around. Um, so then when I got around, I got into LARPing, was really my first endeavor into a very geeky thing. And it took me years to accept the fact that I was a geek. Mm. But once I did, it was so freeing. <laughs> I'm able to go through life and I'm able to like anything I want, do anything I want, play anything I want, and have a fucking blast doing it. 12-step I program. love being a geek because I can do yeah. things that... Other people might think is not cool, but right. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm all up for you. it. I, so yeah, I, 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 and what? <laughs> I don't want to okay. be. Can I have a, oh, a question? One question. Go ahead. You go ahead. No, I was just gonna. Um, am I the only parent at the table? No, I'm a parent. I have a boy and a girl. Okay. How awesome is it to be a geek parent? I, I love it. It love is it. my kid. So my, awesome. My kid has a you know a problem on a game, and I'm like, let me see that. I I, I, I can do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whatever. It's, I, I I love it. It's fine. Yeah. I I mean. I finished Castle Crashers because my, at the time, four-year-old son loved <laughs> Castle Crashers. And I had never finished it before, but he loved it. And, like, that experience of being able to play games with him and be and him be excited right. and enjoy and not it. Do, and not doing it just because. It's because yeah, like, yeah. So I do a thing for a b- birthday where whatever he wants to do, we're going to do within reason. And he said, <laughs> Rob a bank. I want to go to an arcade. <laughs> I, okay. Okay. Fine, let's go. Let's and I took him to GameWorks for the very first time, Aww. and just nice. started dumping tokens in his hands. And, yeah. And just nice. you know, we'll play anything that's not going to splatter guts all over the screen because <laughs> it's still six. But 
I mean, it's. I, I don't. I think being a geek and not being afraid, <laughs> not not Mario. being afraid about oh, it's not, it's for kids. I You're not grown up. I can't right? talk yeah. about this. Right. Gives you um, opportunities to be more compassionate. Definitely, mm-hmm. yeah, without mm-hmm. a doubt. With your because I I mean I remember my dad would come home, sit in the chair, and watch the news. Yeah. Or whatever. My, and, and yeah. my dad hated the fact that I liked it. He hated it. Yeah. He, I, he absolutely hated the fact that I liked video games. And I was on the opposite wow. end of that coin. My dad, even even in the early 80s, my dad was all about it. Like he, His we redneck had a, father. My redneck <laughs> gunsmith father <laughs> yeah. was the one sitting in the living room, living room with me playing Radar Rat Race on a Commodore VIC-20. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. All right. So wow. how was your relationship with your dad? And awesome. Was, okay. See, uh, and if, relationship you, said, with my if you said it was, was shit, I was going to no, well, you. My, my dad, here's here's one of the things that's that's very odd about both of my parents was that they are both. Um, my mom was kind of kind of white bread mid- midwestern from Chicago. My dad was super conservative redneck gunsmith ty- type guy, and the first kind of. Uh, the first things that they introduced me to was taking me to the Star Wars movies when they came out in nice. theater. My dad handed me The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings when I was like six years old. He handed me The Hobbit when I was like six, and he's like, yeah. "Here, try this out." And you know, it took me a long time to read it, but I read it. And then, and then we would have we had video game systems in the house. My mom was really into computers, so she was always programming stuff on the Commodore sixty four nice, yeah. for me, and so. These kinds of, like, these hobbies, my mom was a big thing into escapism, right? Because she was like, the world sucks, so you need a reason to be able to just step outside of it and do something and take your mind off of it for a little while. And so, so yeah, it's like... And and I think, actually, the being able to um, do all these virtual experiences... Mm-hmm. Gives geeks a larger tool set, mm-hmm. yes. absolutely, from which to it's kind you of you know navigate real life. People can people can rag on video games for being you know a, for whatever they want to call it as far as a medium is concerned, but I feel like being into video games and being into geek culture and into nerdy things is kind of the the equivalent of maybe in the seventies and eighties being a kid that was well read or just read a lot of shit or yeah. because yeah, part of just the, part of the counterculture. Lot, yeah, yeah, you have you just you you have like you said virtual experiences you might not be able to go out and have experiences on your own but that's when you know it used to be reading books right where if you want to if you wanted to experience something new you picked up a different book right. yeah. and now it's you pick and, up and video games it's and comic books. Like, like, books reading the yeah. count of monte cristo was like oh you frivolous person like how <laughs> right? you read? reading novels yeah, yeah exactly this austin crap i think the point of this and i think we're going to wrap up the show now the point is that pax is Fucking awesome! It, it, is, is. it is. It is the it place is. to I be. Love I love packs. It's exhausting am, and energizing at the same yes. time. I am, uh, like Christina said, I'm. We're never going to miss packs. No. Like there is, no, you would. Well, like I'm out of town again, like I was last year. Well, packs. fair, but you got to go to Gamescom instead. I did, which so, was amazing. Um, so, uh, I think we're all in agreement that packs. Is awesome. Pax, oh, Pax is about fellowship. Microtron looks like one of his paintings yeah. right now. In <laughs> 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 like, the spirit of TSP, it's a solid buy. It's, it's, it's a buy. It's a buy. Solid buy. Solid buy. All right. So uh, this this has been our. Uh, <laughs> that one got me. Yeah. All right. This has been our. Geekerific.com Pax Cast for 2013. Uh, huge crew. I want to thank everybody for coming out. Thank you, James. Welcome. Thank you, Eddie. Thank you, Christina. Yeah. 
Thank you, Ann. Hooray. Thank you, Micah Tron. Thank you, my show, yo. And as always, yo. every year, thank you for joining us, thank Jeff. Thank you for letting me be and, uh, a small part in your large world. So. Oh, yeah. Mm, right. I, I don't really know. Really I don't you have those words reversed. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I feel not. like you're like the big fish in our small pond. Oh, no, that is not true. I do not have a collectible pin with my face on it. Yeah. So... So yeah, thank everybody for coming out. Pax is awesome, but we've thank still you. got one, one more, more day, day of this show that oh, we're actually yeah. going oh, to engage in. Yes. yes, I mean yes, we're I'm not exhausted at all. <laughs> this will be fun. So uh, the first four day Pax. Thanks everybody for coming, and we are good out. night. Ciao. Ciao.